Welcome to the University of Young Entrepreneurs. My name is Brandon Adams, lifestyle entrepreneur and inventor, passionate about helping others with creating something great and becoming unforgettable. Each week we discuss helpful tips on becoming a successful entrepreneur and interview other entrepreneurs and inspirational people. Our goal is to help take your business and lifestyle to the next level. Now let's get started. Welcome back to the University of Young Entrepreneurs. I'm Brennan T. Adams, and on today's show, we have Jenna Atkinson of the Growth Bomb Podcast. And she is much like me. She is on her own right now, doing her own thing. She has a podcast show. She's out there networking, doing consulting for big companies. And in today's show, she's going to talk about her story, how she worked for three top 100 financial companies in a four-year span. She learned a lot. And what she did is she took that, all that, and applied it to her own business, went on her own, and now she is consulting people. She's speaking across the country. She has a great podcast show, and she's actually going to be one of the speakers at Young Entrepreneur Convention. I'm excited. She's going to be somebody you're going to want to listen to, especially after listening to this podcast show. You're going to want to come. She's going to cover personal branding, networking, business development, marketing strategy. She's going to talk about goal setting, which is a big thing. She really praises John uh, Lee Dumas's Freedom Journal right here, which is a great book. She talks about how she uses that and she actually gives it out to her clients. But we talk about the the whole the the reason behind I mean goal setting and why it's so important and having a clear vision, asking yourself why. Why are you doing the things that you do? Why do you want to do certain things? Where do you want to go? These are the things you need to ask yourself before you actually set out to do your own company or anything else that you set out for. So a great podcast show, a lot of great value bombs here, and let's jump right into it with Jenna Atkinson. Let's get started. Welcome back to the University of Young Entrepreneurs. I'm Brennan T. Adams, and on today's show, we have my good friend, Jenna Atkinson. Jenna, how you doing? I am awesome, Brandon. Thanks for having me, man. Hey, we're switching it up. I just recently went on your podcast show, the Growth Bomb Podcast, which is amazing. I urge everybody to check it out, Growth Bomb Podcast. I enjoyed it. Great content, and you have some great people on your show. But Jenna, today... I want to learn about your background, how you got started as an entrepreneur. You had some time with some big companies, and then you end up going out on your own, and now you're speaking across the country, you're consulting, and you have some high expertise. And also, you're actually going to be a speaker at our event, Young Entrepreneur Convention, which I'm stoked to see everything Woo! and hear about you. Um, and I, I know everybody else will be, but let's let's go back in time, Jenna. Tell me. Where you got started? Tell me about your background, how it led you to where you are today. Well, I am originally from Green Bay, Wisconsin. Go Packers, Woo! go Badgers. Even though they lost in the tournament last night, that's all right. It's all right. <laughs> but um, I'm from Green Bay, and growing up, my dad worked at UPS. Neither of my parents went to college. My dad worked at UPS. He uh, Actually, just retired a couple of years ago, but he worked there for close to thirty years, working his way up for the man. And wow. he had a lot of um, kind of struggles and complaints with that. It, I mean, it turned out very well for him. It was it was great, but I was like, man, there is no way that I could do that. So then my mom worked a couple different jobs, but eventually they 
became entrepreneurs themselves. They bought an assisted living home and ran that for a while. Then they bought a restaurant and ran that for a while, sold both of those. So I got to see kind of both sides of the coin of what I could possibly do with my career. If I wanted to work for a, a bigger company or corporation or this entrepreneur thing, which definitely had its ups and downs too, but I felt it was kind of a cool experience to get to see both of those things. So I went to the Wisconsin School of Business, UW-Madison, and I graduated. And I kind of always had this idea of wanting to be an entrepreneur in my head, but I just I just wasn't ready yet. And I needed to pay my bills, which I feel <laughs> like a lot of people are in that boat too, even though they want to be entrepreneurs, they got bills to pay. So maybe right out of college, it's not always the best option, even though I know that's super trendy right now. So I took a, um, a couple of jobs. I ran marketing departments for three top 100 financial firms. And I did that for about four years. And working for those companies, I found out that the majority of emerging leaders are younger people in the companies, younger being like 25 to 35. Millennials. Really, yeah, 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 millennials. They were really great at their trade. So they were a great financial advisor, great attorney, great accountant, whatever. But when it came to actually having to get new clients and build a book of business, they had a lot of struggles and the training in that industry for professional services is just super outdated. They have kind of this ongoing joke that professional services industry is old, pale male, old white guys that, you know, kind of do like the training and this old school stuff. So I'm like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to use this experience I got at three, these three firms and I'm going to kind of mix it up, shake it up a little bit and bring kind of this younger edgier training vibe to the professional services industry. So that's what my business does now. I work mainly with professional services firms and I, uh, I help their partners in training build a book of business. So during your time, you, you said four years working for these big companies. What were some of the big takeaways you had? Because I mean, I've, I've been in the corporate world too. It wasn't my favorite by any means. Uh, I learned what I didn't want to do. I did learn a lot of valuable things for my businesses now, but what would be some big takeaways that you learned from the corporate world? I think there's a lot of things. I wouldn't have traded it that experience for anything. I think a lot of younger entrepreneurs now are kind of caught in this idea like, you know, do I even go to college or do I, am I like Mark Zuckerberg? Do I drop out to make the next <laughs> Facebook? Or like they want to have these, you know, big startups right away and, to those people, I would say, you know, don't discount um, the opportunity to work for a bigger company. Number one, it's great to have a steady paycheck for a while, to have <laughs> benefits, to have that structure. But if you have entrepreneurship kind of in the back of your mind, like I did the whole time, I think if, one thing that I did, I was really upfront with my employer the whole time. My boss was awesome. And, it, you know, there's a saying out there that goes, you know, don't don't choose a job, choose a boss, because that's going to be so impactful and influential as to how your career goes. But I had this awesome boss and I'm like, dude, my my long, not even long term, my short term goal in the next couple of years is I want to break off and start my own business. So working for a corporation, I basically got to get paid to build my network, to get credibility, to get training, to learn the things that I wanted to learn all on someone else's dime. Yeah, exactly. But not, not, not saying that I wasn't adding a ton of value for them too. While I was working there, I wasn't like secretly doing all my stuff on the clock, but it's a great opportunity to build a lot of those skills 
and, and build up your bank account too. So when you're ready to take that entrepreneurial leap, you have that kind of cushion where you can do it with a little less risk. No, I can 100% relate to that because I did work for corporate. And at one time, I mean, I was not huge, but managing like 40 people and covering a whole uh, state and surrounding states. But there was a lot of things where I made decisions that were, I mean, we're talking tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of dollars. And it wasn't on my, my dime. And I mean, not to say I didn't treat it as if it was, but I learned from that and got that experience. So now I can see from my own companies what it's like to run at that level and be prepared for it. So it's great experience for anybody if they do go into corporate, learn everything you can, soak it up while you're there, and then you can use it in your own, your own ways when you get your own company. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think a lot of, like I said, a lot of younger people kind of look down on that, like, oh, I don't want to go work for the man. But I think that without that kind of platform to get my business jump started, I wouldn't be at the place I am now with my own business. So what was it like, that transition of going from working for a company to going on your own? What did that feel like? And uh, tell me what that looked like for you. <laughs> I, there's a really great book that describes this. It's by Darren Hardy. It's called The Entrepreneurial Roller Coaster. <laughs> and um, I mean, I think it's obviously really, really exciting. You get to chase your dreams and be your own boss and do the things that you're passionate about. I mean, but it's scary too because no one's writing those checks for you anymore. You got to make your <laughs> own, you know, it's, it's make it or break it. The ultimate, you know, test of whether you can actually do what you say you can do. So I don't think entrepreneurship is for everyone. It takes a shitload of work. It's hard. It's frustrating. But I think it's also the most rewarding and exciting job that you can have too. Yeah, it definitely is. Uh, like you said, I mean, you don't have a steady paycheck. It's do or die. Uh, and some people think that, okay, you're an entrepreneur. You can just kind of make your own hours do what you want. Well, yeah, you can make your own hours, but really, you have to be committed to working all the time. I mean, as you know, like you and I both, it's nonstop. It, it never stops because, for one, it's an addiction. We love what we do. And two, you have to because you need to yep. make sure your company goes forward and you pay the bills and, I mean, reach everything you go out for. Yeah, it's it's. I see those little like memes or whatever. Entrepreneurs are the only only people willing to give up give up a forty hour week work week for an eighty hour work week. You know, <laughs> yeah. Eight, and I think eighty is light. Eighty is light. It is light, and I, I don't even count because in my mind, it's always working. It's always working. Yeah, exactly. I know. It's, I think one of the funniest things is when I started my own business. Like after a couple months, I would, like I wouldn't even know what day it is anymore, and like what day of the week, like. My friends are always, you know, sending me texts or bitching about, oh, it's Monday again. I'm like, oh, my God, it is like I'm doing the same stuff on Monday that I'm doing on Saturday that I'm doing on Friday that I'm doing on whatever. It's all exciting stuff. Every single not I shouldn't say all exciting, but it's all, you know, I'm working on stuff. I'm thinking about my business every single day of the week, but I also can have fun every day of the week if I want to. So it's it's awesome. I love it. No, yeah, I 100 percent get it. So you you are. uh you're my age. You're you're a little older, but you are. Catering, yeah, thank you, thank you. <laughs> a little older, uh, catering to the millennials. Uh, stating your age here now. Now I, I did it. <laughs> I just I just turned 28, March 18th. So I'm not that much older. 28. Well, happy uh, belated birthday. Thank I, you. I guess I uh, turned 27 on December 31st. So we're not that far apart. 
But you you had talked about, I mean, millennials, and this is a big thing, core space that I'm in, about how, I mean, there's some big things for us. What would you say would be the the keys to having success as a millennial? What would be your tips or advice to anybody for the future? I mean, we have some big opportunities coming here. What what would you, if you're going to talk to somebody, anybody out there in, in college or thinking about doing their own thing, what advice would you give them to have? be successful as a millennial? I think the biggest thing, and this sounds super simple, but I'm amazed at the amount of people that don't do this. You need to have a clear vision of what you want to do and what you want to accomplish. I feel like so many people are used to just like following the road. Okay. I went to high school. Now I'm going to college and then they graduate. Now I'm going to get a job. Now I'm going to, and it's like, they never take a step back and think, like, what do I truly want? Yeah. And if that's starting a business or if that's working for a company, either one is great, but you need to have a vision of how to be the best of the best at whatever it is you want to do. And then that's where you, you know, then from that vision can set your smart goals and take the steps that you need to create an action plan to get there. But I feel like so many people are just going through the motions and that just leads to mediocrity. And then of course they're, you know, depressed or they don't like where they are at in their career, their job or their life or their relationships because they're not doing anything to get where they want to be. They're just living day to day instead of looking at, at the bigger picture and then taking those steps to get there. You know, the more you talk, the more I see how much we are alike because it, it is so true. Most people, and I've been there, I've while I worked in corporate and kind of transitioning into full-time entrepreneur, but during corporate, I had businesses on the side. So it's like I never slept. But I was working and I've been there where I just worked for the money because I wanted to become a millionaire overnight. But I didn't realize why I was doing it. And what people need to do is just stop, take a step back and ask yourself, what am I doing this for? Because some people will go to the, the extent of building a company and then wake up one day and be like, why did I even do this? Yep. So I, I think the biggest thing, like you said, it, it starts with why and what do you like to do? And if you understand what you enjoy to do and why you want to do something, then they'll give you more purpose and a clear vision for where you're going. Absolutely. There's a really great book. I don't know if you, maybe you've read it, but um, just came out fairly recently, a School of Greatness, it's called by Lewis Howes. Oh yeah. I just got done with the audio version. Lewis is awesome. Yeah. He is awesome. I was just out a couple months ago in Vegas with him. Totally awesome. Great guy. Super genuine and cool in person as well. And um. Yeah, his book talks a lot about that, the core of being successful, being great. You got to start with your, your foundation, and that's knowing what you want to do. And then everything else is much, much easier. Yeah, you know, Lewis, he's, that's funny you mentioned that because he just actually committed. We're doing a crowdfunding campaign for a, a company called Yoga for Homeless, mm -hmm. and he's actually an ambassador. So he's going to be a part of uh, that campaign. And he's, I mean, he's a great guy. And I mean, I've seen everything he's done and kind of somebody I've looked up to. And uh, he's, I mean, the book's great. I would suggest anybody to to read it or like me, listen to it. But uh, I mean, he has a great podcast too called The School of Greatness, which he's had some amazing people on the show. Yeah, yeah, definitely follow his stuff. So let's jump into what you do best, what you know about. And you know what, I guess, I always say pick your brain. I'm curious to hear your your knowledge in some of these areas for what you do when you consult with people. You're big with personal branding and networking and uh, marketing strategy and just helping companies or people 
uh, strategize and become the best at this. So let's go into it. Let's say you were going to work with me, Jenna, yep. and you were going to consult with me. Tell me what that would look like. How would you help me? Well, not to not to repeat myself, but I think the basis of success in any endeavor that you undertake is number one, starting with your goals. I know you worked with John Lee Dumas and his project, the Freedom Journal. I'm on my third one. I I considered myself a goal oriented person before that, but man, that tool, I just it really oh, makes yeah. you focus on the stuff that you're trying to accomplish. So that's taking it to a whole I, new level. I just got but, six in the mail. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, I had my office was full of boxes of those things. I've probably given out close to a hundred of them so far. I give them to like everyone I know. They're like. They don't even ask. I'm just giving. I'm like, you need this in your life, seriously. So if you're listening and you don't have a freedom journal, you need to get over there and get one because it's going to help skyrocket your success much quicker. Thefreedomjournal.com. There it is. <laughs> we'll send John an invoice for yeah. that. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> um, yeah, but back to your to your question. Um, so number one, know what your your goals are. So if your goal is you want to build a stronger personal brand to grow your business or your book of business or get new clients, then that's a, that's how I start is what are you trying to accomplish? And then we build that roadmap together. The, the three main areas that I train and work with a lot of people on are goal setting, personal branding and networking. And the reason it's those three things is because I think those three things are really strongly tied together your network is is everything, especially if you own a business or you're trying to get new clients. It's, you know, the cliche thing. It's not what you know, it's who you know. And being able to build that network of influencers is also going to help elevate and craft your personal brand. And the thing about personal branding is it's you. It's not, it's not, you don't have to do much work to craft what that personal brand is. People always ask, you know, what's the definition of it? I know it can be kind of fuzzy. And my favorite one is a personal brand is what people say about you when you're not in the room. And everyone can have a different version of that. But the goal is, and the people that have really strong personal brands are the ones that can get people to kind of say something along the, the same lines. When I talk about this in a lot of presentations, I'll say, there's some people that have such a strong personal brand that if you say one word, you can think of who it is. So like, for example, if I think of, or if I say the word genius, who pops into your mind? Thomas Edison. Thomas Edison. Thomas Edison is a good one, but <laughs> normally, nor, like the majority of people say Albert Einstein. Okay. Or no. like um, visionary people say Steve Jobs. Oh yeah. So like, it's just crazy if you think of one word out of all the people in the world, we think of like one person, like Thomas Edison. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, and that's what, like, for me, I want people when they hear crowdfunding, I want them to hear or think Brandon C. Adams. So, like, exactly. That's exactly. So, what about you? What What is it that you want people, the word to be remembered for you? Um, th that's a good question. I, I feel like I haven't narrowed mine down to the one word. But my kind of, I feel like people should try to be able to put their personal brand in one sentence. And what I want people to think of when they think of my personal brand is I help millennials reach the next level of success. I help emerging leaders be more successful. I love it. I love it. And you are, are clearly doing that. And you are a millennial like me. And you remind me a lot like myself. We're both trying to help the millennials. And we've both done the corporate 
job atmosphere. I didn't like it so much. I didn't do near the time you did. <laughs> you make it sound like jail. I didn't do the near the time. Oh, that I I was uh I mean, I I kind of told the people what I thought because I knew I was very valuable. At the end of the day if they fired me, I really didn't care because it, it was what it was. I mean, that's a bad way to put it. And then when I had left corporate, I actually drove all the way to the corporate office like four hours away and then told them, hey, I'm leaving the company, leaving this this big job that you just promoted to and going to go pursue my dreams. And they thought I was crazy, but I laughed and left and then that was my last day. <laughs> I think I think one thing, though, that I will say that you need to, people need to be careful about if they have a corporate job and then they decide to leave. I mean, I wouldn't burn any bridges. I would try to keep those relationships as strong as possible. For example, the company that I worked at last before I started my business has probably been one of my hugest supporters and now biggest one of my biggest clients. They have written numerous checks to me since I left the company because I was able to provide them so much value while I was there and then continued to have that strong relationship with them even after I left. So don't burn any bridges if you uh Oh yeah, and I 100% agree. So so mine was a little different situation. So I actually owned one of the distributors for their company. So I was kind of they didn't really have much of an option. <laughs> so but I did gain a lot of relationships and I made them a lot of money while I was there. And you're right. You don't ever want to burn a bridge because you never know when you might have to go over that again and it might be 10 years from now. Right. But you always got to make sure that the opportunity is there. So go into, let's go into networking. Obviously, it's all who you know. It's like that golden ticket for the Willy Wonka line. If you know somebody that's on the top or the president in front of the line, you can get to the front without having to go through everybody else. So yep. talk about how to, to network, how to get closer to very influential people and strategies you have done. Sure. So I actually wrote, just wrote, not just wrote, a couple months ago, wrote an article about this, how to build a network of influencers for the Huffington Post. And I wrote it with um, a friend of mine. His name is Mark Lack. Uh, he's a younger guy, too, but just has some ridiculous high level connections in all different industries. And I think where people go wrong with networking is they think too small. And yeah. they're like, oh, I'll go to my chamber of commerce or I'll like go to my little like happy, happy hour for the business club or whatever, which I mean, that part is fine. You need to build your audience locally, too, and your network locally. But like our friend JLD says, you got to stand on the shoulders of giants. So whatever you want to do, if you want to build your network in a certain area, find the giants who are the ones that are just killing it in what you want to be doing. And then reach out to them. I mean, the internet is like, you can find anyone's contact information pretty mm -hmm. much. I mean, the majority of people, you can find their email or a contact page or a Twitter handle. Um, you, you, need to, you need to go where they are. Like, for example, um, I've been talking with the CEO of American Family Insurance. His name is Jack Salzweedle. Huge, huge, multi-million dollar company. Um, this guy, his email is not online. Like he has 10 assistants that schedule all of his stuff. So I was like doing some Google, like, how am I going to reach out to this guy? Because I really think like I could add some value for him and his company. So how am I going to get a, an appointment with him? Well, so I'm like doing some Googling, like, you know, online research stalking. And I come across this article that he is one of the most top 100, um, active CEOs on Twitter. 
So I'm like, all right, I'll jump over to Twitter and just like direct tweet this guy. So I sent him, sent him a tweet. It literally said something like, Hey, I got a project that, um, I'd love to talk with you about. Would you be willing to meet up at your office for 15 minutes? He just tweets me back. Yeah. Sounds great. Like 10 minutes later, I get an email from his scheduler. (laughs) So it's like, Oh my God, I literally sent a one sentence tweet to like this super high status, impossible to reach guy. And I got an appointment in 20 minutes. So you, think you, you stood out. I mean, you did something simple and you know what you did is most people, they, they don't even think to do that. They, right. Because they yeah. aren't reaching for the, the giants. Yeah. So you just find those bigger people and be creative. You can find a way to get in contact with them. So number one, think big. Number two, reach out to them directly. Number three, find ways that you can add value to them. So, um, I, I feel like talking to a lot of people, they're like, okay, if I reach out to these big, you know, authors or people that are already multi-million dollars or millionaires and have these awesome, successful companies, what value can like little me, Bob Smith from, you know, Hodong town add value? Again, you just need to be creative. Like one big thing that I did for a lot of people is. I write for a bunch of publications. I write for the Huffington Post. I write for Success Magazine. I write for a couple other um, publications too. So if someone has like a book coming out or a project I know they're working on, one thing that I can do is say like, hey, can I have 10 minutes of your time to talk about XYZ? And I'd love to do an article about your, your upcoming book for Success Magazine. Even people with big audiences are looking to grow their audience. So yeah. what are the what are the skills that you have or the assets that you can bring to help add value to even people that are maybe more successful than you already? You know, and that's big. And that's what I always tell people. Like a lot of people think they go to somebody and they ask for help or, Hey, help me, help me. But if you go to people and you say, Hey, I want to help you and add value to you. I've done that. And that's allowed me to get to some big names. And then people who've got to me, that's, that's, I mean, you and I, like, I get so many emails a day. And the people that say, I want to help you, and I want to help you with your vision or add value, like, those are the people that I am obviously going to answer to. And yep. in return, from them helping me, in return, I help them. So you got to give. It's the more you serve others is a key, and the more value you can add to others, and that can help you get to really anybody. Yeah, absolutely. I think the thing to be careful with about that, though is now it's kind of becoming a little bit cliche like add value give you know help other people which it's only really like effective if you're authentic about it and you actually mean it and you actually do it if you're just like oh hey like how can I be a resource for you how can I help and then you never come through with anything and you're just saying it because you know that's like quote good business to say that that's gonna gonna fall apart really quick so you need to be authentic and really be serious about really helping the people reach their goals yeah you're right and I've had some people do that too that they they say they're gonna help and like I'm the kind of person like I I don't always say it as much unless I know I can help them because you're right like some people just throw that out there and what can they really do to help somebody yep so you write for Huffington Post Success Magazine how did you get into that? I um, I started writing like just out of college. I wrote for um, the main, the big business publication in Madison. It's called In Business Magazine, 
And the same thing with them. I'm like, I, I realized that writing for publications, number one, is a great way to build your credibility. It's a great way to build your personal brand. It's a great way for people to kind of get to know you in a certain topic area. So I'm like, I need to find something that I can write for. And th this magazine in business was the big one, is the big one in Madison. So I'm like, how can I add value to them? Same kind of theory. So looking through their magazine, um, I'm like, they don't really have any younger person writing towards a younger audience. And if they want their magazine to continue to be successful, they need to start bringing in some younger readers, obviously. So I pitched them the idea that I would write a column that was success tips or strategies for millennials, emerging leaders. So they're like, cool, yeah, we don't have anything like that. That would be really valuable for us. So I started writing, I think, three years ago, well, four years ago now maybe, a, co a monthly column for this print magazine. And after I had, like, several examples of that, I'm like, okay, I have this down now. I feel comfortable doing it. I could probably write some other ones. So I took some examples of those columns that I had written, and I just did the same thing for bigger publications. So for Success Magazine, I'm like, what are some of the things that I, I think you're not covering or they could use another, you know, piece of content for? So I pitched some ideas, sent some examples of the columns I wrote, and they're like, hell yeah, let's do it. So <laughs> what what kind of uh, from doing that? I mean, you've become an authoritative figure. How have you seen that affect your business with credibility and actually getting clients? Um, I don't think it's as much of a direct tie to getting clients. Um, I think definitely for speaking, it's been helpful because it, you know, has some cre credibility that I've been in a lot of these magazines or that I write for some of them. Um, I'd say the it's more more beneficial for credibility and for kind of that additional tool to provide value to other people when I work for them. But I wouldn't say directly it's had, you know, a result on or an impact on like sales or anything like that. What about podcasting? Because podcasting is a great way to build up an audience and to gain credibility and to reach out to people. How how has that affected you and you've seen that uh, grow with your business? Podcasting has been awesome and an incredible way to build a network of um, high level people that probably I wouldn't have been able to otherwise. I actually just launched last month. So my podcast is called Growth Bomb. I actually just launched last month an in-person series in Madison. So we host about a hundred people, business executives, entrepreneurs every month for lunch. And then we Skype in one of my national guests um, and they talk about their area of expertise and do like live Q and A for these people in Madison. So that's been really, really cool. So that has branched off like a whole new revenue stream. Um, I have a membership site for the podcast. So that's a revenue stream that I have for my business. Um, that's pretty sweet. That's awesome that you have that where all the people come in, you can do Q and A. I need yeah. to, I mean, when I'm back in my hometown, which I am now, it's only about two hours for me. So that's not too far of a drive. Yeah. Swing on up. We had <laughs> J JLD was our first guest this month. We have, Bob, or April will have Bob Berg, who wrote the best-selling book, The Go-Giver, it's called. Um, May, we have Hal Elrod, who wrote Miracle Morning. So we get to, so I give a copy of their book to everyone that comes, so that's adding value to them, because they like to sell books. They get to grow their audience with some people. I'm making some money from it, and 
Hey, it's been, it's been awesome. Again, it goes back to adding value to people and then you, you both get, I mean, value out of it and you're creating the networking there. You're getting the networking, which is huge because if you host something like that, it's like when you host an event, you are, you're the go-to person. And, that's right. YEC, Brandon T. Adams, the man. Yeah. And that's, uh, that I guess I'll see the power of that from doing the event, which great to lead into. So you are going to be one of the speakers for Young Entrepreneur Convention. I am stoked to have you there. Uh, it's yeah, always baby. it's always awesome to have a powerhouse girl come and speak <laughs> and just take charge. So the people listening, what are some things? Why should they come listen to you? What are you going to offer the audience? Oh my god. <laughs> What am I not going to offer? If people are there and they're not at my presentation, let me tell you, Brandon, they are going to be missing out because I am no, like, I hate fluff. I hate bullshit. Like, that is wasting my time. So when I give any presentation, it's not fluff. It's actionable strategies that if people act on even one or two of them, they're going to see results in their career, business, and life. Guaranteed. Hey, that's and that's exactly what we want to do at YAC is the fact that we don't want to just like give them uh, hoorah and inspiration. We want to actually give them the actionable steps so they can go home and they can do their own thing. I mean, start their own business, uh, go after their own career. And most of them are going to be like you, Jenna, where you were working for a company but then you went on your own and they just don't know what the next step is. So we're honored to have you there. And wait, will you, will we get your autograph? Can I, can, will you be signing? Uh, I don't know. For, for a price, for a price. Oh. Maybe one for you since you're the man of YEC. Maybe I'll, I'll oh. slide for you for free. Oh. Other than that. E permanent, <laughs> ma permanent marker. I'm going to have you sign my arm and it'll be there for life. <laughs> all right. All right. I'll do it. So, before we go, I just want to do a couple quick questions. First off, what would be, what would you say be uh, your favorite book today that really can help people? My favorite book is called Never Eat Alone by Keith Ferrazzi. And he has another one too. It's called Who's Got Your Back? But his first one, Never Eat Alone, has always been one of my favorites about building your network, building relationships. And it really, really helped me jumpstart building my network when I first read it, you know, like several years ago now. Nice. What, what would be the best advice you've ever been given? Take action. You can't, can't learn how to ride a bike from a seminar. So you guys have some great, great speakers at YEC. I'm excited to listen and learn from all of them too. But if people don't do anything with that information, might as well not hurt at all. So take action. And the last one, which you've probably you've mentioned a couple times, what is your top tip that you would give anybody out there for having success in their life? Have a vision, set your goals, create a roadmap, and make it happen. Well, besides seeing you at Young Entrepreneur Convention in Des Moines, Iowa, April 22nd and 23rd, you'll be there. Even be socialized. I think that Friday night we're going to have some drinks, do an awesome fashion show. And you'll be speaking that Saturday, but where, where else can people find you, uh, to connect with you or follow you? Sure. You can go to my website. It's Jenna Atkinson consulting.com or growth bomb podcast.com. 
And I'm on all, you know, the social media stuff like everyone else, Facebook, Twitter, Jenna Atkinson. And my handle on Twitter is Jenna Atkinson GB over on Instagram. I know you're a big fan of Snapchat too. I'm over on there. But my, my Snapchat name is at Jenna Webs, W-E-B-S. My maiden yep. name was Weber. So at yeah. Jenna Webs. Yeah. Snapchat's got to fix that. You can't change your name on there. Yeah, I would definitely... Hey, anybody out there, I mean, if you follow me on Snapchat at btadams18, I would suggest following her too. Uh, Jenna and I tend to do some Snapchats here back and forth about business, or sometimes it may not be anything related to business, but we have a lot of fun with it. Yeah, you can, it can't be all business. You got to have fun too. Work hard, play hard. Exactly. Well, hey, Jenna, thank you for coming on the show. I'm looking forward to seeing you. Uh, at our event and uh, that is it for today's show everyone and in the meantime go out there create something great and become unforgettable because life is too short not to i'm brendan t adams have a great day everyone wow jenna is certainly on the right path she's doing some great things her and i are much alike going after our dreams and she had some great value there and a lot of things to learn from. And it really comes down to, we talked about value, giving people value, adding value to others, helping them, and going back to the personal branding, networking. It's all who you know, and it's the mindset. It's goal setting, actually going after your dreams. Jenna knows her stuff, and she's doing some big things. And you're going to have the chance to meet her at Young Entrepreneur Convention on April 23rd, she's speaking, but she'll actually be at the, the kickoff party on April 22nd when we do the fashion show and the social drinks and networking. There's actually going to be free drinks there for everybody. You're going to want to be there. She'll be there. John Lee Dumas will be there. We have Ken Shamrock, Des Woodruff, Kevin Harrington, Jeff Hoffman. I will be there. We'll, everyone's going to be there. We have people from all over the country coming to this event. You are not going to want to miss it. If I ever talk about anything with investing in yourself, this is one thing you need to invest in yourself. I promise you. You've seen me over the past months travel all over the country and how it's opened doors for me. Well, this event will open doors for you. I'm telling you directly, you come to this event, it will be a life changer. And if it's not for you, come to me afterwards. Tell me you want your money back. I'll give you your money back. And I'll even sit down with you and do a consultation and help you Get on track for your business, whatever it is. You do not want to miss it. Young Entrepreneur Convention 2016, YECDM, baby. I am stoked. Well, that is it for today's show. And until next time, you know what time it is. Go out there, create something great, and become unforgettable. Because life is too short not to. I'm Brendan T. Adams. Have a great day, everyone. <laughs>